Alright, it's Friday at 9.05 a.m. You're listening to Tell Me a Story I Love You. Or, what the F's a sparkle pick, depending on which feed you choose to get this from. My anecdote for this morning is about Wednesday night, which ended in a lot of throwing up and sneaky eating. But, earlier in the night, when there was still promise and things were going well, my girlfriend and I left the apartment at 9.05 to get on the bus at 9.12, half a block away in front of the BP. We get across the street, there's a guy slumped on the bench. At your first glance at this man, you'll see that he has a Concordia College shirt on, a goofy sports hat, his eyes are kind of squinting slash squeezed shut, uh, he's got a little mustache, he looks drunk, he, he looks super fucked up, like he got shit-faced and now he's sitting on this bench to chill out. So as we're crossing the street and getting right by the bus stop where this bench is, this guy says, excuse me, and we're going to be there for a few minutes, so I don't really want to ignore him, because that's going to make it a really awkward few minutes. Excuse me. Yeah, wh- what's up, man? Can you help me? This is where in my head I sigh. I sigh in my head, and I think, great, so wh- what's this guy want? He wants a dollar, he wants a cigarette, something. Maybe he's even got one of those grand tails that explains how he needs a specific amount of money to get him from point A to point B, something like that. Can you help me, he says. Okay, what do you need, I say to him. I just had a seizure. What? Can you call HCMC? Yes. Yes, I can do that. That's what you need. I am more than happy to call the ambulance for you. So he tells us he had a seizure. I dial up 911 right away. Immediately ask, uh, what, could you give us a description of what race is he? <clears throat> I'm guessing Native American. I don't really want to say this out loud with him right there. Because it sounds derogatory somehow. But I describe him. It's this dude. He's like in his 40s. He's wearing this outfit. And he's telling us, it hurts. It hurts. Are they coming? I'm like, I'm, I'm giving them a description. They'll be here. They'll be here really soon. Do you, do you promise? Yeah, dude, I'm not. I'm not going to fuck you over on an ambulance. Like, what, what the hell? What, what would that be? Why would I? Why in God's name would I tell you I'm getting you an ambulance and leave you to die on this fucking bench? I'm off the phone, I see the bus coming, he's apologizing to us, excuse me, I'm, I'm sorry, no man, th- this is like the perfect example of when you should ask people for help, if you need help, ask people, if you're hurt, ask people, anybody will call you an ambulance at any time, and then uh, Jenny whispers to me, do we, do we wait, I go no. Well, no, we're not waiting. we got to get on this bus. we got stuff to do tonight. The ambulance is coming. Like, we can kind of hear it as the bus is pulling up. I say, Mr., stay here. Stay, stay in this bus stop. They have a description of you. Stay here. They're going to be here soon. And sure enough, the uh, ambulance pulls up, like, right as the bus pulls out. So I assume that sir, whose name I don't know, is doing just fine. So pretty good way to start the night. Anyways... <clears throat> That's my cute little anecdote for the morning. Coming up on this episode, the tale of Dan almost dying and severely hurting himself by bicycling into a bus drunk. So we're going to talk to Dan and Jules. We're going to jump around to the timeline a little bit. This is a combination of two separate uh, recordings that I did with those three guys. So that's what you have to look forward to on this episode of Tell Me a Story, I Love You. Tell me a story, I love you, Chilean Dan.
Say, Dan, I noticed you have some scars on your head. <laughs> where, did, where did those come from? Well, since you ask, I fell on a bicycle, off a bicycle, as a result of running into a moving object with lots of people, lights, and, and wheels on it. How did this come about? What were you doing, like, prior to this? It like, was, how did this happen? Okay, so... We started out at uh, probably noon. I called my cousin and I was like, hey, cousin, are we going to go for a bike ride today? Because it was just a glorious fucking day out. Beautiful. And uh, he didn't get back to me right away. I left him a message. But what I ended up doing after talking to him, I called him right at Dunn Brothers on 9th and Nicollet when I was done. And I ended up sitting in the back room and routing out all the way to Stillwater and back um, through Google Maps and everything for a bike ride out there by myself. It was like... That nice of a day out, I was that determined to get out on my bike. And I go home, I pack everything up, I'm on my way down to the Stone Arch, which is where I started my bike route to get out to Stillwater, and right as I'm on the Stone Arch, my cousin calls me, and he's like, hey Dan, we're about to go do a group ride through St. Paul, do you want to come do it? And I was like, are you guys leaving now? And he was doing this barbecue thing, and he made it sound like it was going to take a while. I was like, well, I got a route to Stillwater, I'm going to go do that. He's like, no, 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 I'll call you back in five minutes. We'll, we'll know where to meet you. So I went and met them. And then we ended up going down to some route in St. Paul where we grabbed some beer. We stopped at the Blue Door. They were packed. We couldn't do the happy hour there. We went to a liquor store down the street at, like, uh, Selby and Snelling. Picked up a 24-pack of Bulldog beer, uh, which is fucking nasty beer. I don't know what I was doing drinking that with them, but that was a, that was a mistake. That was the first mistake, was drink, grabbing that nasty beer. Not Red Dog, Bulldog? Red Dog. Red Dog. Oh, red it is dog. Red Dog. Red oh, Dog, okay. my bad. And it's a yeah, right? It was it's like Zima. It was it was like ten or twelve bucks for twenty four. It was just absurd amount for super cheap. So we grab that. We go down to these like bluffs or whatever on St. Paul on the east side and we just start cracking open a few and bike riding and everything else and then we end up doing that for a long time, just enjoying the day. Go back to my cousin's house, maybe have another beer or two. And it's like 10 o'clock. So we're on we're on our way from my cousin's house to my house, which is all of seven blocks. And I make it about four blocks down the road with him. And fucking shit hits the fan big time for me. But the other the other tragic story is it was such a nice day out that I was taking this bike that I've had sitting in my house for like the past four months, just like gorgeous been trying to build this thing up just to a T the way I wanted and I took it out for the first time that day and was just like yeah this bike is fucking kick ass so I'm on the way home from my cousin's house and I crashed this fucking myself and this bike into a goddamn bus and <laughs> how exactly did that happen? Yeah, you yeah. the bus. The bus yeah. was moving how did and that you, happen? they went through this, a bike and you were cutting? We started at 31st and Longfellow and I made it to 31st and Cedar, which is two and a half blocks away from where we started. Yes. And my cousin said that he called back to me and was like, Dan, are you going to make it? You're going kind of slow. And then he said, I just started sprinting. I like took that as a cue to like hustle my ass up and start sprinting. And I fucking sprinted up ahead and I got way, I got like whatever ahead of him. And he just remembers me plowing right into this bus that was cutting through the intersection I had the red light. I was in no way. 
<laughs> or I didn't have the right of way whatsoever. So I fucking crash into this bus. Luckily, avoid the wheels. I mean, I've heard stories of people getting run over by buses. I bounce off the bus, thankfully, somehow, and tumble away. Bus stops. My cousin rolls up, and he's like, what the fuck? And there I am, like, making these gurgly noises or something, apparently. It just all starts fucked up. My cousin's <laughs> first reaction is, like, 911, call my parents. The bus driver comes out, and he's like, is he okay? And... Already the Metro Transit Police are in route to get there. And it was crazy. The Metro Transit Police got there real quick. And my cousin wow. said their first question was like, is he okay? Is he like, is he breathing? Is he alive? And as soon as they determined that, they're like, we need all the legal documentation that you have on him right now. And it was just like, <laughs> they went to like, they went to protecting their money right away. Because, oh, I don't know. The whole, the I, remember, I remember a few moments of it, not very many. I don't remember... I don't even remember leaving my cousin's house. The last thing I remember is uh, we were doing rollers, which is like a bike bike exercise machine, and it takes like a bit of coordination and like focus to actually be on them. It's kind of is that where you're riding the bike on the rollers? Yeah, and your centrifugal force keeps you upright yeah, yeah, and yeah. balanced on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean that's not like a very drunk friendly sort of no task. So kind it's of like. Almost, it's like an exercise bike with the antithesis because you're actually moving if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was like a killer, man. I've got them at my house. They're yeah. fucking great. They work on your balance hardcore. Yeah. What do you? What else do you remember about that? I heard you weren't breathing for Were two minutes. Were you in an ambulance? My cousin said I wasn't breathing for a while. He said two minutes, but that's kind of hard to believe just because of how brain damage would probably set in it. Somewhere. Well, I think brain damage sets in about, serious brain damage sets in about ten minutes. Ten? Yeah. So two is possible? Two is possible. Five is dangerous, but two is possible. He said I was making some fucked up gurgly noises, he didn't hear anything, but, and he was freaking out, and yeah. then all of a sudden I started making noises again, and he was like, okay, that's good, at least he's making noises. <laughs> like, yeah, I can only imagine like your lungs completely depressed, Yeah. and somehow you were just able to catch your breath. My lip was split open, I had blood all up in my mouth. Yeah. My forehead was gashed wide open. That was bleeding like a sieve. I wasn't moving. And the craziest, one of the, the next things I remember is being in the ambulance and they're cutting off all my clothes. And I'm like, no, no, don't cut off my clothes. <laughs> and they like pushed me down. They're like, this is happening. Just chill out. Yeah. And at that point I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. And then I remember waking up in the ER. And they're sticking my face with a needle to numb it up for the stitches. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> holy shit. And, and then the next thing I remember is waking up in my hospital room after that. So it's like two or three things I remember from the whole night. Yeah, well, so what kind of injuries did you sustain from this? Okay. Uh, 24 stitches in my forehead, two different gashes. There were eight sur- or 16 surface stitches and eight that were dissolving underneath. Um, I fractured my forehead and underneath my right eye. I separated my shoulder. I broke two bones in my hand. I bruised my ribs. And Again, you just bruised your ribs a minute ago. Oh, man. Bruised ribs are the There's worst, There's nothing man. like a bruised rib to go Can't fuck you up on your day. It kills you. You sneeze, you cough, you like laughing, exhale or laugh too yeah. hard, and it's just brutal. Yeah. So you're watching an episode of Sparkle Picking, you're done for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally. 
So, but what about your spine and your neck? Oh yeah, that shit. That's um, like the oh, key. Yeah, the, the that key shit. tragic. I forgot about that. I felt like I was forgetting one. Yeah, the, I, the I, most important one. I figured my head hit the bus and and you know, some whiplash. Bounced off and caught a whiplash. You probably went over the handlebars. No, I don't think so. Wait, didn't they spray paint on the road where your head hit the ground? Yeah, they took a they took orange spray paint and they. My Which is still there. They did a spray paint outline? Yeah, my, where my head hit. The <laughs> Metro Transit. <laughs> so, like, where my head hit this blood, this blood splatter, they, like, spray painted around it, and they were taking pictures of it. And because my cousin lives right in the neighborhood, he was right there. He's like, it was pretty gruesome, dude. For the next couple of days, it looked really bad. He said, you know when you see a squirrel on the in the middle of the road that got hit, and it gets run over again and again, and it leaves a small tapering trail of blood away from the main impact he's like your blood kind of like started to get stretched longer and longer through the intersection and it turned to this like gruesome blood streak through the intersection dan did you break your neck three times <laughs> yeah i broke my neck in three different places wow the fourth uh, and fifth the vertebrae five five six and seven if it were four five and six paralyzed oh uh, the mnemonic goes three, four, five, keep you alive, um, because those are the ones that protect your uh, that part of your spinal col- column uh, dictates your diaphragm, and that might explain why my breathing was a little fucked up because of the accident. Because right, that's the part that like controls your breathing. So that might have been in reset mode for a couple of seconds there or a minute. Who knows? But yeah, if it would have been a little bit higher up in the spinal column, that would have been probably a lot worse for me i got well as soon as those as soon as those vertebrae fracture then yeah the spinal column can get severed and that's when you get paralyzed from that shit i got lucked out on that one like scorpion came at you <laughs> oh god or scorpion him. from mortal Kombat. yeah i couldn't remember the finishing one <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> <laughs> um well, what, what what was it like, man? Like after that, was is it a blur? Your time being in the hospital and then at your parents' house for a long time because only now you're back at your own apartment, right? Yeah, yeah. How long ago did this happen? April second. Was it back when there was like that day there was almost seventy out? Three days. Yeah, like two days or it's just it was like two days. Gorgeous, gorgeous fucking weather. I was out riding that day and I managed to complete those days on skate. There you go. I was wearing my helmet, man. So oh, the crazy okay. shit, crazy shit is I I've, I've always taken shit from people of just about like don't forget to wear your helmet, don't forget to wear your helmet, <laughs> and I do I wear my fucking helmet and I was wearing my helmet like I normally do. That's good. And the cuts in my head are actually from where the helmet impacted the bus so hard it folded and cut into my scalp like the helmet. Yeah. Is, you still got the helmet? Yeah. You destroyed the like, helmet? You should like, mount that shit somewhere. It's not that bad. The padding on the inside right here, though, is a little fucked up. So, no, I won't be wearing it again, but... Um, With all that blood and scale. Well, I think after any crash, I think a helmet's pretty much done, right? I mean... Yeah. yeah. It does its job, yeah. Yeah, it does its job to get a new one. I mean, you got a new one, though, right? I mean... No, I'm not, I'm not risking two, two blows yeah. on that one. Yeah, no. exactly. No. <laughs> um, I think once they crack, it's like, I, I a new helmet. Oh man, I don't know. I woke up the next day and was just all again. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is this? And they were they were giving me morphine, Percocet. Um, my cousin stayed there with me over the night. And when I, w- I remember waking up at like two, 
I think it was two or three. I looked over at my cousin. I was like, yeah. hey, cousin. Uh, how are you doing? Thanks for stopping down. How, what's going on? And she's like, that's the fifth time that you've said that to me. I, was like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess I was waking up and consistently reintroducing myself to my cousin and just yeah, nothing yeah. was sticking. Thank God that ended. Like, yeah. that could have been a permanent loop. So. Yeah. Hi, hey, good to see you. Right. Did they like ominously unravel gauze like in that Batman sequence? And you're like, mirror. No, man. Mirror. They didn't clean me <laughs> up. That was the craziest shit. I woke up with dried up, crusty blood in my hair on my face. Like, oh, I couldn't even watch. They it. did not. No, they didn't. They That's didn't bullshit. wipe me down at all. And actually, they put the cast on over this fucking mangled mess of an arm that I had without putting any antiseptic or. Anything like that. So when I had my new cast put on two weeks ago and they cracked it open, it wasn't terrible, but it was a little funky. And I mean, there was, but there was still obvious signs of dirt and like dried blood from the night of. And it's That's like, America for you. That could have been cleaned up with like 30 seconds and a washcloth. <laughs> if this was Guatemala, <laughs> right? <laughs> America. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter about any of the help. I inadvertently dropped something in there. Deal with it. No but, man, it was good. They took care of me. Your brother told me they forgave your debt too. Like, right? Is that what I hear? Like, you're getting let out of the hospital bills? Uh, I was able to apply for two different programs which covered facility fees, and basically at this point I'm paying physician fees, which are not that much. Yeah. Physician fees are uh, not free, they're not cheap, but they are not thousands of dollars. Right. That's crazy because the same thing happened to me. I owed like two grand. And they were like, you know what? You're not going to be able to pay this. We'll just deduct it. It's like, well, why wasn't it just free then? <laughs> why the rigmarole? Maybe jumped in some hoops before they yeah. erased Why it? the rigmarole? Bastard. Hmm? What, well, what was the period of time like between, you know, being in the hospital and actually getting back to your own apartment? Like, I mean, I can't imagine it was fun to trap A in the hospital and B at your parents' house. Or... They let me out of the hospital after two days because my mom was a nurse and was agreeing to like take me um, home and be kind of like my primary care something or other and uh, yeah I got out of the hospital quicker than I probably would have because of that and then yeah I mean like it was pretty it was pretty ridiculous like I couldn't like get out of bed for at least five days it was like fucking wreck man so tough probably the most painful bit of it was that separated shoulder the hand was swollen, that sucked, I couldn't move it. My neck was a little bit sore. I was more scared of like the potential of the fused discs. They scared me to death with like, yes, your neck is broken, but if you overexert it at the point where it's at right now, you run the risk of fusing the discs together and if that happens, we have to cut open your, your spine and break them and un, like you have to go in for surgery. And so I was scared to death about my neck, but my fucking shoulder, and I guess my ribs too, that was really annoying. My shoulder was just like, felt like an extra 300 pounds was sitting on my left, or on my right shoulder. Just couldn't do anything with it, and anything I did do with it was like, amazingly, amazingly painful. So, don't separate your shoulder. And I guess a separated shoulder is a torn ligament on the top. That was that was kind of messed up. Like I got a good read off of how I hadn't seen myself in a mirror, but I got a good read off of my cousin. And then Adam came in, and Adam was just like, 
He looked pretty beat up, man. He came in with like a big smile, like I saw him right away, coming in with a big smile, and then he turned and saw me full scope, and it was just like, oh man. And it was just like that big smile to like, oh man. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, that's okay. That's a good indicator of probably what I look like right now. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Look like that mirror. And then, who? <laughs> John Merrick. The elephant man. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Oh, it was bad. I didn't feel Did good. you smash a bunch of your teeth out, or are they fine? I bit my teeth together and ground them down on the tops and the front, which really kind of... Nubbed out? Feels a little funky, but they're rounding off. Were there plenty of women lined up to have sympathy sex with you? Nurse me back to hell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, were you any slow humps? To, no slow humps. Did you tweet any of this? Nope. Tell your fish hook story. That was, was so long ago. Shut up, you know it like it was yesterday. I don't. <laughs> you tell the story so well. I know what, what summer was it? Two summers ago, maybe? Yeah, two summers ago, my friend just got back from overseas. He was in the army. And he wanted to go out and check out these strip clubs here in Minneapolis. He was in the Burbs. You know, I was like, yeah, fuck it, why not, dude? Let's go. And we went to that place. I'm not sure what it's called, though. It's next to um, O'Donovan's. Seville. Yeah, Seville. Oh, the Seville, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we went to that place. And I'm not really sure what happened in the actual place itself. Um, but as we're leaving, my friend got thrown out. As we're leaving, mind you, like, literally, like, thrown, like, pushed out the front door. And I was kind of like, whoa, what the fuck is going on, you know? And of course, there's, there's these really douchey fucking bike cops, and this one really extra douchey bike cop sitting there as they witnessed this whole thing happen. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? So, and of course, the cops got involved immediately with the bouncers and took the bouncer side. And um, they had my friend pinned down, like face down, and I was like, yo, why, why are you fucking, you know, doing this to my friend? And the cop, and this guy, he looks like he just got out of like, what do you call it, the academy? I don't know. <laughs> The just, police academy. Like, yeah, from the movie, he fucking looked like, just, he looked like... He just looked like a fucking idiot, you know? This fucking fat, pudgy little dude, like... Meh, 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 you know? He talked like that. Yes. What are you doing? Yeah, you know? And, the guy? And yeah, yeah. I asked him, like, why are you, like, on my friend? Like, why are you sitting on his fucking back and, like, about to arrest this guy? And he's like, sir, you need to take three steps back and just, like, back away. So I took three steps back, like you said, and I asked him again, dude, what the fuck are you doing to my friend? Like, where, where are you taking him? And at this time, this guy stood up, looked at me in the face, like eye to eye, fucking put his little fucking pointy finger in my mouth, like fish hooked me, threw me to the ground, and fucking put cuffs around my hand around this fucking, like, yield to pedestrian sign or some shit. And it's like, you need to shut the fuck up, sir. And I was like, I just asked you a really simple question. And you didn't, you didn't answer my fucking question. So I thought I'd ask you again, like you didn't fucking hear me. But then he gave me a ticket that said I was obstructing justice. Fucking prick. Wow. Yeah, so I had to sit there all handcuffed to the sign as all the people at O'Donovan's were like, you know, all drunk and having a good old time. Like, woo, look at those fucking idiots over there getting harassed by the cops. And I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah, so then they arrested my friend and took him to jail. And then they uncuffed me and said, here's your ticket. You can bail your friend out in like how many fucking hours whenever he gets processed. And I was like, are you, are you serious? It's like, dude, it's like 1 a.m. right now, <laughs> you know? So I had to wait till 4 o'clock in the morning. I sat at the fucking courthouse downtown and I bailed his ass out of jail. And then, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. So we went to the uptown diner and we had breakfast at like 5 in the morning. And, well, it's actually probably like 6 now or maybe 7. I forget now. Whenever they open up. But yeah, and he was fucking mad. I bet. He was pissed. <laughs>
You know, and of course there was a bunch of like sheriff deputy guys having breakfast over there. And he was like, motherfuckers. I was like, yeah. I'm like, I got fish hooked. Obstructing justice is like getting in the way of superhero yeah. fighting crime. Like, like trying to. Well, it's like That's separating the cops from your friend or like invading well, the area. I but it's not doing I was that. like, what the fuck are you doing, man? What did, I, don't, I still to this day do not know what he did in the strip club. That you still of, talk to that friend? Yeah, totally. See, but, he doesn't have any idea. He's probably partied out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then for him, I don't think he gives a shit either way, honestly. He's a counter. Yeah. This happens all the time to me. I don't care. <laughs> you know? Oh my god, wait, 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 wait. Back it up until the raccoon story. I forgot that I had a list of things that I wanted you to retell the on the podcast. Oh, so I went to Egg Harbor, which is a county up in northern Wisconsin by Green Bay. Right. It's like a really wealthy area that, oddly enough, has bad cell phone re- reception. Um, but I was up there to uh, attend a wedding of my friend, Alan, who assured me that it was going to be real laid back. Sure. Just him and the bros, you know? So I roll up in there with, like, khakis and a Hawaiian shirt on, and my, my boys got on, like, whatever. <laughs> we roll up in a PT cruiser that my friend's mother owns that we're driving. And uh, I had a fat joint. I just wanted to see my boy, get high, get some cake, and roll out. So we get there, and it's like everybody is dressed to the night. <laughs> I mean, like, the cake looks better than I do oh, God. at this point. That sucks. Little That's children sorry. are running around in gear that puts my shit to shame. Sure. So we're sitting on the sofa. We don't know anybody. The inner circle, as it were, is all kind of like congregating elsewhere. So the time comes when my friend's like, hey, we're going to go out to the road and smoke this joint. It's like, cool, man. Because it took like a couple hours to drive up there and we still had to come back. Um, So we're walking down the street that's almost like just an extended driveway at this point, um, out in the country kind of, smoking this joint. And off to the side of the road, there was a dying young raccoon. And one of the best men or whatever he would have been, full touch. He's like, you know what? I'm going to put this animal out of its misery. Okay. Dying. So he picks Why, up. What, how is it dying? Well, I don't know. It looked like it may have been hit or Oh, by a car? Okay, sure. It's laying on its back. It's oh, alive, on but it has like flies rotating about it, and its guts are kind of semi-exposed. So it's like on the road. It's like if you were on the road, it's off to where you would have been in the ditch. So it's like it got hit by a car, maybe crawled off maybe. the road. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Or, right. I'm just trying to like get a mental image here. Yeah. So like this is like the road, which is actually was like a blacktop. Sure. It'd be like off here in the grass. All right. So we have, have, like so have an injured young raccoon dying. Yeah, dying. Honestly, you can hear it rocking around death. And uh, so we're walking, and the dude cuts back, and he picks up a, a stone, and just fucking, we hear the <laughs> Sure. You know? the that but. didn't do it. So he had to go in for round two, man. It's like, it's your homeboy's wedding. Wait, round two? Yeah, he picks it up again and just... I imagine a, a baby raccoon that's only the size of like a, a small cat, maybe. You know, we weren't looking. I can only imagine he somehow missed the skull completely. Okay. Uh, maybe he closed his eyes like... Oh, he may have. Okay, sure. Although knowing this dude, Jesse, he probably did it. So didn't? Did it. So we're just walking. It's like this dude's fucking wedding day. And this guy's over there just bludgeoning this raccoon, man. That's not only a day I would really wish to remember a day of Conor Raccoon.
Yeah, I was biking into work the other day for a closing shift, and I'm at Park and Tent, and this uh, native guy looks over at me, and he goes, hey man, do you have a cigarette or whatever? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I don't smoke, I don't have a cigarette for you. And he goes, don't you ever be sorry for anything in your life. <laughs> and I go, fine, I'm not sorry, I don't have a cigarette for you. I don't have a cigarette for you. And then he stares at me, I'm at a red light, Denton Park, and he's staring at me, and I'm looking forward, and I look back at him, and he literally is just like, looking like he might tip over, leaning, looking at me, and he was like, what's up, dude? And the next words out of his mouth creeped the shit out of me, because he was 100% serious, he goes, do you want to fuck me? It's like, whoa, oh, have another beer, buddy, have, a, have, a, have another beer and get yourself really fucking drunk. Get away from is me. Is he really tall and skinny by chance? No, he, he literally looked like half of his face was just like, probably, half of his face was probably the most pockmarked, like, haggard Was he drunk. pretty burly looking? What? Was he pretty burly looking? No. Uh, no. What do you think his age would have been? Yeah. Late 40s, early 50s. Because there was a guy, I was, you know Casey's where it used to be? On yes. Nicolette? Yes. I was walking up Nicolette right across from Casey's to go meet up with some friend of mine, Phil and Paul, to actually go to Casey. And as soon as I got, like, right across from Super America in front of El Parade, Deso or whatever, this fucking, I don't know, he may have been Hispanic. It was hard to tell. He just comes up out of nowhere. And he's like, hey, man. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, you want to come with me? I got money. You you want to come with me? I was like, nah, I don't, I don't want any of that. I don't know what... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, are you selling me something? I don't understand, but no. Right. He's like, no, no, come with me. I, I got money. I'll pay you. Wow. I was like, ah, I'm going here. And I just went across the street and went into Casey's for like a minute and just was like, ah, okay, he's gone. I'll keep going on my way. Like, what the fuck? You want to pay me? Do you think that ever works? Do you think that ever works for somebody like... Will you, you want to fuck me? Like, whoa, what? No, what? Why? What, where? Well, maybe he's just so drunk that I, mean, I don't think he cares. That's what it is. It, that's, you know what yeah. I mean, we've all been drunk. I feel like that was kind of <laughs> you know, a stupid thing. You think so? Yeah, like maybe he doesn't understand these young white hipsters who thinks they're all queers. So yeah. like, you want to fuck me? They all want to fuck me. You know, like, yeah, that's kind of that's where I would think you'd be more coming from. But I didn't like trying the odds. Like, but I didn't. But I didn't. Got bubble. The question is, you are Dan? Did you think about it? Like, did you consider it? I maybe I would. Like, no. Your immediate reaction was like, no. I was actually like pretty creeped out because I I was expecting him to be like. How about a dollar, you know, or something like <laughs> you want to, yeah, it just caught me off guard for sure. Or maybe people have been giving him money to fuck him. Like once in a great while, he stumbles across somebody. And so he's like, okay, I believe that guy. once in a great while. Yeah. People are fucking you, weird. Well, if you're drunk enough, man, like you can probably stumble into situations people, people where other people are fucking weird. Like, people are fucking weird. People are weird. You know, everybody's weird. Yeah. I remember working here during a Vikings game. And some drunk Vikings fan kids came over, must have been probably like college kids, stole one of our fucking, like, the whole entire green bean bags, which was already open, but was like kind of full. That pouch has got to be expensive, too. Well, yeah, no, they're expensive. Yeah, a sack of green beans, well, for sure. They took the whole entire patch, or the whole entire um, bag, outside and dumped the whole thing out in front of the fucking hotel right next door here and fucking, like, ran off. I'm like, yeah. 
It's like, are you fucking serious? Like, why would you fucking do that? There was a night. Oh god. When a girl was taking a little longer to, she didn't prepay her parking. She didn't have a credit card, so I had to bring it up using cash. And there was a car behind her. Actually, I didn't bring it up as cash. I said, you know what? I'll just run back to the machine and pay the cash for you. Come back and give you your ticket to use in the exit. While I was gone, the car behind her, instead of using the next lane over, which was wide open, sat there and waited. And the guy got so frustrated, he got out of his car, and she didn't notice this. He walked up to the driver's side back door and started pissing on her car. Wow. Standing there, just pissing on her car. She's not even aware of this. She apparently doesn't see out of her mirror or peripheral a man standing next to her car urinating. So I walk up and he and he zips up and runs back into his car, which is right behind hers, waiting still. Clean getaway. Oh, yeah, clean, clean getaway. Yeah, like, clearly. Come on, dude, what the fuck? That reminds me, what was this telling? Adam was telling a story about Lars's friend, I forget this guy's name now, was so drunk. It must have been at, like, I don't know, was the Hexagon Bar or Palmer's Bar or whatnot. This guy was so shit faced that this girl came in, he was hitting on this girl like a total this dirtbag, right? And obviously she's, like, not, you know, interested in this guy. He's, like, clearly a fucking idiot. And the bartender's like, dude, you need to leave, right? And this guy's like, what? I can't hear you. What? At the bar, right? This is the bar. He's like, what? I can't hear you. The whole time the bar's like, dude, she's not interested. You need to fucking leave. Well, this guy is peeing on the actual bar. Being like, what? What? I can't fucking hear you. How fucking gross is that? As, imagine like working here and some guy peeing all over the fucking counter being like, what the fuck? Like, what do you fucking do? you like, what? Hey, punch the guy out. Make him clean it up. I mean, what the fuck? I don't know. I just, oh, I don't know either. If I'd like lose it or be like, <laughs> start laughing, I don't really know. I go from one end of the spectrum to the other. Be like, oh my god, dude. I remember when Tom worked here, like some people left with for ear mugs. Like they ordered drinks and then like walked down the street with them and left. Like Tom, <laughs> who was, I think he worked here for like six months. Fucking bolted after them no, to try to stop really? them and get the mugs back. Like, ah, hey, you can't do that. You steal it. You didn't catch up with them in time, but like, oh. I was like, I saw them walking up front, I was like, I think they're, they're, they are walking away with our mugs, and me, I'm like, I don't know, that's oh, unfortunate, they're stealing. Yeah. Tom's like, I will stop this now, <laughs> go outside and go get them. What's your sketchiest story involving a bum or a extremely drunk person? I think the funniest one is when the dude came in here went up dime bags on this very table right here that we were sitting at. And there was this army guy that was up here as well in like complete full dress uniform. And this is back when I worked here. And uh, we were both working. And this guy comes downstairs. like, there is a man upstairs selling like pot bear, like marijuana bags, whatever. We're like, what the fuck? So I go up there, and this guy gets this little fucking scale, and he gets his little bags. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I don't really care if you smoke pot or you fucking sell pot. That's cool. But you know what? You don't, you don't fucking do it here, man. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking stupid? He's like, I don't really see the problem. I mean, I'm not really. <laughs> Apparently you don't. I'm like, look, I'm like, look, my customers, they're not too comfortable with you fucking weighing out your dime bags here, blah, blah, blah. I think you gotta go. He's like, really, man? I'm like, just... I'm like, you please just go. You're the asshole.
You're the asshole. I know, I'm the asshole. Really, man? And I, I mean, I hate to cut the guy out for selling pot, whatever. But at the same time, what a fucking idiot, man. That's really weird that he would choose, like, the most public of places. Oh. That's and like going to, you know... The thing is, he what? wasn't really hostile about it. He was upset, but he wasn't, like, in my face about it, you know? Like, some customers, I feel like, get fucking, like... Blah, 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 fuck you, motherfucker, what do you fuck you know? This guy was like, well, all right, well, okay. And... Honestly, I've never seen that guy ever again. I don't know. And he was like one of regulars. He was the guy that, remember the guy that supposedly killed somebody who was in jail? Remember that guy? I've assumed that about a lot of customers, but I don't know the particular Oh, that was, this, this particular customer was like supposedly in jail for killing somebody. I'm not sure if it's true or not. Did he have a nickname or a, or a moniker or anything like that? I have no idea. Hmm. This guy was one of those crazy guys that like Prison jail. a huffy bike, you know? And then he always had his buddy outside smoking a fucking joint and just like... Oh, a, that guy was just so scary looking though. Yeah. There's a guy who comes in a Nicolette who has, um, he's got a shaved head, he's got a mustache. He's just got this, like, looks like he's been, he's been in prison. I mean, like, he's got full sleeves, he's got like prison neck fully tattooed. Sure. But then he sits with his back facing us at the espresso machine, and he has this tattoo on the back of his head. And I mean, like, he's, he's bicking his head every day. It's clean, and it's, like, sure. slick, and he's getting it done. And the other day, I like, lean down, and I look at it, and he's got fuck the police tattooed on the back oh, of his head. Oh, this dude's prison. But he's... And so what does he do? He ends up buying the manager of our store three roses the other day. And he gives them to me to give to her. Aww. Because he's kind of, like... I like your manager, I think she's really neat, but I don't want her to get the wrong idea. And I'm like, what? He's really sweet. He's a sweet guy. He's he's rough around the edges. Don't but like, how filtered through you in such a, that's like weird. I told weird. him, well, and that's where I was like, I was like, hey dude, I'll give him to her, but you know, like, just understand she might not, don't, don't expect her to be like blown, blown away by this. Like, it's, it's a nice gesture is kind of what I said to him. So I gave Kristen the roses, and she was like, "That guy creeps me out." Like immediately, of course. Yeah. So she was yeah. she was freaked out by it. So later on in the day, he comes up to me and he says, "How how'd she like him?" I was like, "Why didn't you ask her?" And he goes, "Well, what was her reaction when you gave him to her?" Because <laughs> like she gave she gave us she gave a smile for a second, and then we got back to work, dude. And it's just really creepy. But he's like super rough around the edges. Right, he might even be fresh out of prison and like hanging out at Dumb Brothers Boys in the middle of like job hunting and stuff, or like you know, and then he's found a fixation. Well, Trying to join like the police force. Blah, blah, blah. He doesn't like the attention right now at all. Yeah, I felt bad. I felt bad because I felt how how do I not like? Well, he pushed you right in the fucking middle of it too, though. You know? Yeah. You're like, I want to be here, man. No public soccer. I didn't encourage him. I didn't encourage him at all. Yeah. I went through with what he asked. I didn't know if that was the right thing to do, but I didn't encourage him either. Yeah, I guess that really isn't up to you, like, shut it down. I, know, I hate being stuck in the fucking middle of shit like that, though. You know, it's, it's, I was at work one day, and uh, a band pulls up. It's got a woman driving it, a dude in a pimp suit in the passenger seat, and two, like, Seven-year-old girls in the back. Fake pimp suit, like funny. Yeah, like, describe like, the pimp suit to us. Yeah, like like a zoot suit kind of thing. Going like on. a zoot suit. All right. I, I, as I recall, it was sort of um, burgundy. Oh god. It was like the full ensemble. Sure. And it was juxtaposed against this average black woman and two young girls in the back. 
of like a gold uh, caravan or something, right? <laughs> and I think they went to GameStop to buy the girls a video game or something. Sure. And they were only there for a few minutes, but it was like a $6 charge. And the dude was just irate. Couldn't believe that we were charging him for only being there for like 15 minutes or whatever. And I was like, well, that's, that's how it is, man. You know, I don't... Fuck that shit, nigga. <laughs> you gonna charge me? Fuck that shit, nigga. He's getting out of the car and he's fucking... The woman's just like, baby, chill out. He's just reeks of alcohol, incredibly drunk, ready to fucking go balls to the wall with me. And I'm like, yo, man... And she's like, here, just take my credit. No, bitch, don't pay that shit. This motherfucker gonna let us out. It's like, dude, you have children in this car with you, man. Like, what is, <laughs> And I'm just here. I'm not actually charging. Yeah, like, this, I don't, is the, like, this is my job. You got a problem. Talk to somebody else. If I was making this money, I wouldn't be here. All right? <laughs> this is my facility. Come on, man. Just chill. The and how much, how much noise is being raised about how much money again? Six dollars. Okay. Fifteen minutes. Okay. And he is just... Freaking his mind out, wasted. Six two months. little girls in the back. It's like, come on, dude. Keep your composure, homie. Mm. Jesus. That's Christ. like, I mean, that's the bargain you get going downtown. It's like there's very little street parking. You can park really far away and maybe find a cheap lot, which you're gonna have to hunt for, or park at the place connected to the fucking GameStop and it costs six bucks. Right. Like I've done that, and I've always been like, yeah, it kind of sucks paying six bucks, but whatever. Man, I've had. So many confrontations there, it's unbelievable. About six dollars? About anything. <laughs> I did it on one of the older podcasts, there was a guy who had the wrong ticket for a garage over on like fourth and something. <laughs> and he's losing his fucking mind. This is the ticket the machine gave me. It's like, no, it's not, dude. I'm like, man, they come in a pack of ten thousand. They're all identical. <laughs> I doubt this one for a completely different parking company. It's got a color scheme to it, and it's a different setup. How is that going to be in this fucking box? Oh, man. Do I got to get out the car? Can you imagine how, how how much stress levels? Why would you ever raise that much, like, of your stress level just to get upset about that sort of thing? And, like, what is it? Like, are you asking for the attention to be right? Like, Check me out getting mad about this. Like People are always trying to get out of paying for parking. Always. No, man. I paid you when I came in. What? I like, didn't what? take your money. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take your Well, he looked like you. It's like, <laughs> I've been here all day, man. It's, it's, it's a button and an arm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's nobody there. It's like, have you never been to a parking garage? They've been around for like 50, 60 years, man. <laughs> Come on. And they're convenient and great. They're in movies and shit. I know you're familiar with how this works. If a tornado comes by, we're here for you, too. Like, <laughs> right. Never, never a dull moment. No, you're missing out on the Kamchatka. I'm okay with that. Dude. No, it's really good. It's not. Yeah, you're blowing my cover here. And there's no cover to be <laughs> had. Really? Yeah, there is no cover. This burns it's it away. It's from Sweden. I had a dream the other night. I was riding a city bus with Johnny Depp. With Johnny Depp? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you guys going? Uh, St. Paul. What bus is it on? Uh, a number. I think it was a two or a twenty-two. It wasn't like a real thing. But we were going from Minneapolis to St. Paul, and we kept going by establishments that were selling pop art, and he was all, like, anti-it. Of course he was. I was like, well, that picture's not too bad. Fuck that, man. And then he started <laughs> to make out with the chick who was riding in front of us. And you should have made fun of his outfits with the, the scarves, the Aerosmith scarves. And he was totally wearing, like, a fedora and a vest. 
Like in real life? Yeah. Yeah, he always wears it. That's his look now. Tell a Marine story. Marine story? Piss. Tell a crazy Marine story. I'm just going to piss on one of these bodies. Crazy Marine story. I tried to get a piss bucket off the ground during the summer. What kind of Marine story do you want? I got all kinds of Marine stories. I don't know. Injured people? What do you got for me? What, injured people Marine story? Hurt people? Weird shit? Some hurt people. All right. Do you know what what I did in the Marines? My job was? I have no idea. So my job in the Marines, I was... my MOS, which was Crash, Fire, and Rescue, otherwise known as uh, Air Rescue and Firefighting. that makes sense to you? Yes. So pretty much all that means is I was a firefighter on an airfield. Mm-hmm. So if you think of those guys wearing those big, shiny silver suits, fire hoses, mm-hmm. that was, right? All right, so injured story. Uh, let me think. Uh, do you want like one overseas or? Back here in the what have you got for bonkers, man? For bo- I got all kinds of shit, dude. You want from give me, over? Give me the bonkers. Start unloading. Whatever you feel your best. All right, you want, some, you want some free girl shit? Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, boy. Yeah. All right, so here we are. Elts Cottom, Iraq, right? Uh, airfield that we took over. I'm not sure what year it was, but it was old Iraqi airfield. We took over. Anyways, our base now. And um, I was working hotspot, which means I'm on duty with my fire truck and three other guys. So a total of four-man crew. And what that means is pretty much I sit in my fire truck with my crew waiting for something to happen, right? So like if somebody comes in with like hydraulic failure or they got like shot up or anything that happens at airfield or aircraft, pretty much I'll have to respond to it, right? They come to my airfield. So that includes like a medevac, you know what a medevac is? Mm-hmm. All right, so, all right. There was some um, shit happening in some place. I'm not really sure where, really can't say where anymore, honestly. And these guys were fucked up. And they were non-US American, so they were all Iraqi. And anyways, medevac came in on a C-130, which is, you know what a C-130 is? No. It's a big airplane, holds lots of shit in it, right? Big cargo plane. Anyways, for cargo was full of fucking, full of people that were just totally just mangled and full of shit, right? Just fucked up. And uh, so I was working my, my shift, that my two-hour shift. You know, it's every two hours, you kind of go on and off, on and off. 24 hours a day, you know, six months a year. So, uh, air, fucking uh, comm comes in, blah, blah, blah. We got medevac coming in, uh, C-130. We got like 44 souls on board, blah, 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 okay? That means so many people, right? So there's one guy. This one guy, he, not American, Iraqi, his legs are just, both his legs, right? Like from toe to, I'd say about knee, are just shot to shit, full of shrapnel, right? Bleeding everywhere, his fucking left arm is just fucking not functional anymore, it's just fucking gross, right? This just guy. A pile of meat. What's that? It's just a pile of meat. Just a pile of meat, and this guy is screaming bloody murder in, you know, Iraq, and I don't speak his language. So, of course, I get there on scene. I'm the crew chief of my crew. So I'm the first guy on the scene, and so the C-130, actually, anyhow, this guy gets dropped off. This guy is probably the worst guy in the whole entire crew, right? Still alive, he's not dead, you know, so he still has a chance. I get to the scene, first guy there. This guy is just screaming bloody fucking murder, you know. And of course, so I have a radio, so I call the ambulance. I'm like, hey, you know, I got a fucking live soul. He needs to get picked up. This guy needs immediate you know, attention. Send somebody ASAP right now. And this guy, I mean, it's probably about five minutes. And of course, the ambulance is running fucking late. And which makes it feel like, uh, I don't know, it makes it feel like an occurrence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you're being like in a high tense situation where 
things are happening so fast that the kind of time tends to slow down. Does that make sense, you guys? Yes. Yeah, so this guy is just... It's called bullet time. This guy is just fucking, like, in sheer pain. And you can just see this. It's just gross, you know? I mean, you just fucking feel like more this guy. And I'm calling the ambulance. Like, you need to get your ass here right now. This guy is fucking bleeding out. He's about to fucking die. You know, come here now. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're on our fucking way. They're on their way, except for the fact that the airfield and the base, right? To get on the airfield, you need to have uh, special clearance to get on the actual airfield. And there's, like, so many gates to get onto the airfield. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Filter. So the ambulance, it goes to the, the wrong gate. So they're at the wrong spot on the actual base, right? So I'm like, they're like, where are you at? I'm like, okay, I'm at, you know, gate whatever. I'm like, gate alpha. You need to be at fucking, they're like, oh, we're at gate bravo. I'm like, yeah, you guys are like still like three minutes too far away. You need to be here fucking like three minutes ago. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 we're coming. I'm like, no, get here fucking now. It was like the worst like situation you could ever imagine. It was gross. I'm like, you tiny shit, like tourniquets in this guy's fucking leg. That was fucking gross. And finally the ambulance got out there, and I just cannot believe the reaction those guys had to taste like nothing. It's like a big deal. They're like, oh, he's not, he's not a U.S. He's, he's not American. I'm like, I don't give a fucking shit. This guy is on our fucking U.S. plane. He's fucking dying. And listen to this fucking dude. He's like crazy, man. He's fucking pissed. He's fucking dying, right? They put a mistruck in the cot and take him away. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, mother? I was so fucking pissed. Oh, got back to my fucking campus. Fucking pissed. This is how I thought the story was gonna go. Fucking. And then he fucking died in front of me, and my uh, soul died a little bit. Honestly, God, I don't know if he died. I have no idea. He might have. He probably did, honestly, but I, honestly, I have, I have no idea. I thought you'd be like, there's your fucking story, Jason. There's no. your fucking story. No. No, I, if he died, I have no idea. And if he survived, I have no idea. I have, I have no idea. Because once oh, they leave that airfield in the ambulance, I have no idea what goes on after that. But yeah, that was pretty fucked up. I don't know. That was probably the most fucked up situation I had when I was over overseas. You want to know a, a funny story? Uh, that's not so funny? I'd love to hear a funny story. Alright, it's not so funny that people that were involved in the story. But uh, anyways, so this is back here in the U.S. This is back in Camp Pendleton, California. And uh, working on the airfield, Camp Pendleton, you know, as I do work in the airfield. Well, you know, there's certain jobs, whatever. So these guys that are called bulk refuelers, and all they do is pretty much refuel helicopters. And Camp Pendleton is pretty much, it's all helicopters. So we got like Cobras, Hueys, and CH-46s, those two rotor things I'm talking about. Two blades on top. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Cool. So it's pretty much those things. That's what we have there. It's all, it's pretty much helo base helicopters. So anyways, over here at the fuel section, these guys are these bulk fuelers, you know, bunch of dudes, you know, big hoses, fueling up helicopters. There's two guys, right? There's a, a new guy, which some people call Boot, and this guy that's been there for a while is training this new guy. The new guy's like, hey, so how do you know which bird to refuel, blah, 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 because every single helicopter, a bird, has its like own number, like a license plate. It'd be like 46, 22, whatever, you know? Yeah. It's just a way of IDing the helicopter. Well, anyways, the uh, it's on a Cobra, which is like a TAC helicopter. You know, a Cobra, anybody that is? Anybody? It's a TAC helicopter, two guys sit in front, whatever. Anyways, a helicopter, right? Yeah, I know. Cool. So the number is like on the tail of the bird. Okay. Okay, so it's in the back. And it's kind of by the rear rotor. Yeah. You guys know helicopters, rear blade in the back? Yeah. Okay. Don't fuck with either one of them or you're 
done. Yeah, right. These blades are fucking. That one they're, they're fat, they're thick, whatever. So, anyways, the number is like it's it's kind of close. It's not super close to the the rear the rear blade. Anyhow, the guy's like, so how do you know which bird you're feeling? And then the guy is like, oh, you know what? All you gotta do is there's a, there's a number on the bird, and he fucking takes his hand and he points. Oh god. He points at the number and he shakes his hand. I'm sorry, these two fingers. Yeah. Into the rotor. And it's not like it just cuts it off clean. It just, it actually rips your fucking, it, the blade is probably as thick as like, you take this thing here. Yeah, yeah, And the blade's about, it's about that thick, right? Yeah. It's a so big honk, a bit. it's a big honk of like. Small town phone book. Yeah. And it's fucking massive, right? Or so anyways, he's just like, wham! So his hand, his fucking fingers fucking fly off, right? So of course, you know, my job, you know, crash fire rescue, what do we do? We get this phone call from the field guys. Hey, we had this guy that just fucking like lost half his hand in a rear rotor. We're like, really? What? What fucking? Are you fucking serious? We're like, yeah. So he was pointing. Yeah. So what do we have to do? They put us on duty to go look for his fucking fingers. So put him back on. Yeah. Well, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta try. We gotta try, right? So we get called up. We respond to this fucking stupid ass call. There's 25 of us motherfuckers walking side by side, all along the field area, looking for a pointer finger and a fucking middle finger. And of course, we never fucking found it, except for like parts of it, like chunks. I mean, it doesn't cut clean. It just yeah, yeah it's like it, it just works. fucking rips it off and like yeah. disintegrates, you know? Yeah. So anyways, two weeks later, I'm at the barracks, you know, playing some football, you know, <laughs> being a Marine, whatever. This guy comes out with his cast on, missing two fingers, and we were all like, hey dude, catch! He's like, fuck you motherfuckers, that was great. And there you go, we're almost at the hour mark. That wraps up this episode of Tell Me a Story I Love You, or What the F's a Sparkle Picnic. If you enjoyed this, for sure become a fan of Sparkle Picnic on Facebook. You will get updates every time there's a new episode of Sparkle Picnic, or there's a new episode of this podcast, or if somebody involved with Sparkle Picnic makes something new, I will probably post it on there. Next time around, I'm going to be sitting down with my friend Joel, and we're going to talk about things. Interesting things. And I think we're even going to read some short fiction. So that should be fun. So I guess I'll leave you with that. And then here's a song that I really enjoy. It's Blake Sennett singing for Rilo Kylie, of which he was a member. Apparently they're they're defunct now, is what I understand based on an interview I read. I actually just saw his other band, The Elected, which he's the front of a few weeks ago, July 3rd. And they were all high on ecstasy. And it was cute. It was a good show. It was entertaining. And then I immediately downloaded some Salute Your Shorts. Because I knew he was on that and Boy Meets World, but I just couldn't picture him in either of those shows. So here's the song, Salute Your Shorts, by Rilo Kiley, but sung by Blake Sennett, who was in Rilo Kiley. Have a wonderful day. I'll be at work. Summer all day in your dad's Chevrolet, and so we decided to stay. And we want spectacular views if we're to stay for the weekend. And you swear.
be no bad news if we stay, if we stay without looking back. We'll take a small private room with a window, please. If it opens, that's fine to let in the breeze. We've been waiting all year for someone to just say, everyone fucks up, it's gonna be okay. And the prop planes, they fly overhead. You can hear them returning. And maybe it's all in my head, but I'll save my complaints for tomorrow. And when you got sick, I was sad for some days, but I'm feeling much better. I just sleep it away. Now it's just like. We never was. Some things go bad just because. And the freeways they go coast to coast. They've taken away all my good friends. And I don't care if you're broke. You can't stay here tomorrow. And the dreams have come back again, but this time I'm not just watching them. It's me as the pilot instead, and I land the plane all by myself. No, you can't stay.